Hi, and welcome to Driving Leadership. I'm David Foster. I'm Mike Metcalf. And I'm Sean Pete. Tonight, we're asking the question, what the role of forgiveness is in leadership. We all know that forgiveness is supposed to be a good thing for us personally, and we learn things like forgive and forget when we're young. And maybe some of us have been through that, but what about as a leader in business? How does forgiveness affect your leadership? Does it make it better, worse, how to handle that? Mike will start us off with his response to that question, then we'll move to Sean, and I will bring up my thoughts in the third half of the episode. So Mike, tell us, for you, what's the role of forgiveness in leadership? I'm just going to pick up where I left from last week. We talked about happiness and how happiness is attainable for leaders. Sometimes we think, um, you know, you, you just got to get in and, and work and create and, and build, and that's a tough job. And, you know, we can be happy later down the line, hopefully when we are wildly successful and rich. But you know, we challenge people to think about, you know, the joys of the journey and not so much on the destination and thinking about the process uh, and not always on the outcome. And my grandmother, to this day on her voicemail, um, has, uh, you know, the, hey, you've reached, you know, blah, 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 this number, leave a message, you know, I'll get to it after the tone. And then just says, and remember, forgiveness is the key to happiness. So I've been listening to this for, you know, decades. So anytime I think about forgiveness, I think about how that it's a key to happiness. And and she's not making that uh, just kind of casually, um, you know, pregnant with my dad at 15, uh, inner city Detroit had its own kind of challenges and struggles. Um, the guy left and you know there's just there's just a lot that you know she's had to forgive in her life so um so yeah so I, you know we in and, and shauna got to meet her this past weekend we got to speak to her organization uh she works for allergy and asthma center uh here in charlotte but um for her it was um it was giving her the ability to just kind of have a short memory you know, there's all these things in life that can can weigh you down, slow you down, keep you from focusing on maybe some of the true possibilities or some of the positive things that are happening. But if you're so kind of focused on uh, how people have wronged you or, or <laughs> you know, or even yourself, things that didn't go right, um, you can really miss really brilliant, beautiful opportunities. And so that's kind of my little rant opening up today. Um just taking a little little words of wisdom from a grandmother, you know, that, you know, if you really want to be happy, really want to enjoy what you're doing, you're gonna to have to forgive some stuff. Some hard things are coming. Um, and you're gonna to have to let it go. Well, shout out to grandma for our first answer. Woohoo. Yeah, I completely outsourced this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she's a light. Like Mike said, I got to meet her this weekend and just, um, uh, you, you know, they were they were saying, uh, you know, anyone that has an, who needs an answer at that place, they find Adele and, and go, uh, they go find her. Cause I mean, she's the ball of wisdom, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, I think there's a ton of wisdom in that. Right. And, and forgiveness and leadership is hard. Mike, would you say, you know, when you look at forgiveness in the, in the way your grandmother's done it, was the forgiveness for other people? Ultimately, when you look at forgiveness, 
who benefits more by that forgiveness? Yeah, the person I mean, who it, offers the forgiveness or the person that's forgiven? It's the person offering it, right? I mean, not not you know, so many times, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, because I've done this personally where I've had to like, hey man, I just you know, we had a rub here, this and that. And I just want to say like, you know, I, I yeah, I'm I want to move past it or letting and and so many times they're like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> like whatever the thing the offense that happened like i took it personally or i took it the wrong way or as a misunderstanding on my part um they weren't carrying in that weight or burden the same way i was and so a lot of time you know there's a quote that says that nine times out of ten the people that you're trying to prove wrong aren't paying attention to you and, and it's a very similar kind of context for forgiveness you know typically the people that you're so pissed off about or at they're not they don't care they're not thinking about you <laughs> you know so you're the one that's carrying that burden by yourself and 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 largely most of the time unnecessarily yeah yeah i'd agree but i think there's a misconception there that oh i'm i'm forgiving you so i'm i'm giving this to you right and i don't i don't think that's the case i don't think the winner is the person that is forgiven right yeah. it's the forgiver cuz you, you 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 know like you said, you cut anchors to the past that um, that don't serve you anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, Mike, would you say that forgiving somebody increases your happiness and a happy person is a better leader or more able to lead? Yeah. Uh, uh, say that one more time. I, I agree, but say it again. Let me make sure I got it. Well, I, I'm really just asking how you're looking at it, that if forgiveness is the key to a happy life, okay. does somebody who have a happy life make a better or more effective leader? Yeah, I think so. I don't want to do spoiler alert too much, but Sean does a, a really good job of talking about the importance of unburdening yourself of unburdening yourself of weight that you don't need to carry. Um, everything in this world is trending towards speed and, and agility, being able to move quickly. Um, and if your mind, heart, soul, whatever you want to call it, is is saddled down with things that are creating unhappiness, creating um, anxiety, creating uh, tension, um, th those don't make for very good leaders. <laughs> the, the ones that are very anxious and uh, can be triggered very easily by past offenses or certain people or, or moments or teams or things like that. So um, the more that we can cut ties with those type of things, I think, yeah, the, the more ability that we have to really, truly enjoy the work we're doing and, and just being present in the moment. Like so much of forgiveness is, I mean, we're talking about the past. Um, and, and if you're anchored to your past, you know, you'll miss those moments in the, in the present and those moments in the present will, you know, alter your future. Right. And so we're, if we want a, a happy trajectory. We have to think about what we're doing right now today. Cause what you're kind of saying in a way is that if somebody is anchored to the past, when a decision comes up in the present, maybe they're not reacting to just what they need to react to, but they're considering more of what they're anchored to. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, I, I've done it. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, uh, maybe I'm not alone on this <laughs> with you guys, you know, you let past influences uh, kind of di dictate or predict, uh, you know, the decisions that you're making. Uh, sometimes that's good, but sometimes it's detrimental. Um, 
you know, it's good when it's something that we've learned from and there's a healthy understanding. We used to have a huge banner that I think we talked about it before that said win or learn. Uh, when, when you've learned something, you know, and it, it, it's giving you good advice or good direction, that's, that's okay. But uh, again, when those moments that have come where, you know, it puts you in a bad place um, or is a bad experience and you still are very, very connected to that, um, that, that can sometimes not be helpful. Yeah. What does that like? What does that look like? Right? Like we we're talking about forgiveness and leadership. And, yeah. uh, you know, say you, you have someone that makes a massive mistake. Um, so you're not going to meet your two Q goals or you're not, you know, the ball didn't get over the end zone, you know, the goal line. What does that forgiveness look like? Yeah. I mean, it, you know, ideally there for something that's a, a huge mistake from something that's from was supposed to be executed uh, to where there were expectations um, or goals in place. Um, hopefully the, whatever the consequence of that is, is already kind of sort of in writing, you know, so where it doesn't have to be that you have to make a huge stretch or dig into something that, you know, when there's nothing there. Um, but, you know, in those moments and in those conversations, it's, it's having grace for people. It's uh, understanding that, um, you know, hopefully you've got the right people that have the right heart, that care, that are team players, that are passionate. Um, and if you have to forgive them for something that didn't go well, um, hopefully you can do that and trust that, you know, they, they're going to put the work in so that it doesn't happen again. It just comes down to all the things that we talk about every show. <laughs> That's having empathy for others. Uh, it's having patience with yourself. Um, it's being kind and in, uh, in understanding that, you know, we all make mistakes. Sometimes people need seasons. They need time. They need to, to, to grow. Um, and sometimes uh, the forgiveness, giving them forgiveness allows them, gives them those wings to actually grow. Um, if everything that happens that's negative just gets answered with resentment and coldness, um, that's not a very good environment. And so we want to think about how forgiveness, you know, we, that's what we're challenging with you today, leaders, is, you know, how can forgiveness help create a warmer, more collaborative, positive environment? I would guess that grandma was probably never accused of not taking responsibility or accountability for what she did, right or wrong. And so that means that you, when you make a mistake and somebody forgives you, that doesn't mean that you don't take accountability or that you forget the lesson that you've learned. But forgiveness almost seems like the way you're talking about it is something different. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, I mean, you have to have accountability and, and people that talk so much about you know, the difference between owners and renters. I mean, you got to have people that are owning up to their mistakes, owning your business, owning it as if, you know, they're the CEO, you know, that in that a, a really clear understanding that their decisions and choices matter, you know, for the entire group, regardless of what their position is. Um, so, yeah, there, there's no way around that. I mean, that's a that's a that's a non-starter. I mean, you have to have accountability and understanding that you're significant, but there should be an ability from a leader to say, you know, it's okay. Um, we, we can move forward from this when these types of things happen. All right. Well, with a lot of appreciation and gratitude towards grandma for helping Mike yeah. out with his section. Yeah. 
we'll go to Dr. Pete. Why or what's the role of forgiveness in leadership? Let me just start by saying there was actually a guy in the building that used to call me Dr. Pete. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Dr. Pete. Dr. Pete. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, I think the role of forgiveness is a huge one. And I think one of the big challenges that faces leaders is so often um, we get tripped up by, okay, well, is, is forgiveness weakness, right? Yeah. If I forgive this person, does it hurt the team, right? And we're not advocating for you to be a doormat. We're advocating for you to be a great leader, right? If, if, um, if I were to ask you who would be on your Mount Rushmore of leaders or the Rush, Mount Rushmore of leaders, I would be pretty safe to say that Nelson Mandela probably deserves a spot up there. Would you guys agree with that? Absolutely. Right? Huge Mandela fan. Right, right. And what, what was his platform? Why was, why was what he did so exceptional? Reconciliation. He forgave. Yeah, yeah, he forgave, right? He, you know, one of the stories around him, and, and, and Mike, you might be able to fill a lot more of this in than I am, because I'm just, I kind of know, you know, some of the, uh, the ideas on the periphery, but, you know, the, the jailer that was the most awful to him when he was in prison, he invited him over to dinner when he got out. Mm-hmm. Right? Because he showed the country that although he was subject to all this awful behavior, he was the first one that came out and forgave. Right? And so f- forgiveness is actually the opposite of weakness. Because it is far more difficult to forgive someone who has wronged you than to not forgive them. Correct? Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. so I, I just, I think, um, you know, I think forgiveness by leaders just leads to all these pro-social behaviors, um, you know, that, that really can accelerate companies, right? Things like, um, you know, uh, raising the levels of integrity within the company, right? If you forgive people, right? If you forgive people for giving their best effort, right? You don't have to have them lying about, you know, they did this or they did that. So they meet a quota or an unrealistic expectation, right? And when you start doing, you know, when you start, you know, advocating for forgiveness, um, I, I think you, you make space for people to shine. Yeah. So do you feel like we can stay with Mandela? Do you feel like he had, or what kind of effect did he have on the population in South Africa, both those who, well, were more aligned with him and those were who started out against him? Well, you think about it, they're, you know, they're coming, they're, they're, you know, coming out of this awful period of apartheid, right? And he could come out and, and just drop the hammer on the oppressors, but he didn't because that would divide the country, mm-hmm. right? It was his, through his grace and his forgiveness that allowed South Africa to move forward together. So there was a practical benefit as well as, I don't know, call it a moral duty to do that from, is what you're saying, right? Well, right. And it goes back to, you know, Mike's grandma's, you know, it just unchaining himself from all these people that did all this horrific stuff to him to break him. They never broke him. But if he carried all that stuff into his leadership of, uh, of the country and this new iteration of South Africa, it wouldn't be far as brilliant as it was. Yeah. Right, and I I can't imagine how difficult it was 
you know, for, for the things that he endured to just be like, yeah, no, you're good. I forgive you. Right? That's, that is profound strength and the opposite of weakness. Yeah, and it's almost a, I mean, the way you're describing it, and at least the way I've read it, it's almost like a witnessing of what could go really, really wrong in society and realizing that he has a chance to make that just far less likely. So, so what is you know what is a more modern you know example of that look like? You know, you and I joked around this weekend when we got to spend some time together, right? So we're gonna take the driving leadership's version of the Warren Buffett story, right? <laughs> and and, and the, the number is all over the place. It's anywhere from fourteen to thirty-one million, right? Yep. But but the gist of the story is the same: is 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 the young trader makes a massive mistake, right? Let's let's say it's a thirty-four million dollar mistake or thirty-one million dollar mistake, and he is beside himself, right? It was an honest mistake, but one that he made and cost the company dearly. Gets called into the boss's office the next day. He is certain he's going to be fired. Goes in. Buffett's waiting for him. Sits him down. Says, you know, you know Mr. Buffett, I'm really sorry. You don't, I'm going to save you your breath. Um, I know I'm fired. Um, I'm really sorry, sir. And Buffett looks at him and says, fire you. I just spent $31 million. I just invested $31 million in you. I'm not, I'm, you're not going anywhere, right? I mean, that's an extreme example of forgiveness, but that's what great leadership looks like, right? And, and forgiving people is forgiving people that are putting their best foot forward, right? If you have like a, a, a serial uh, ball dropper, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, um, that, that's not to say that you tolerate that behavior, Right, you mm-hmm. fix that behavior, remove the personnel. But like when you have people that are, you know, going through the wall for you every day, when they make a misstep, I mean, it's unrealistic for all of us to think that every one of our employees is going to throw a no hitter every single day, right? Yeah. That's just an unrealistic expectation. And I think forgiveness is is what um, allows people to keep showing up, falling short, and then going after best effort again. Yeah. yeah, and I think your story about the, you know, I just spent millions of dollars training you or investing in you, you know, that's definitely forgiveness because there's no way it could happen without that. But it's also the business application of forgiveness. It's, it's showing somebody who works for you or works with you that there's a real benefit to learning from your mistakes and not blaming yourself or blaming others for mistakes. And I think that that might be one of the key kernels that we can, we can leave people with is this idea of there's a real benefit to doing this. Not only is it a moral obligation that we want to live in a world like that, but like your story, whoever that turns out to be and however many millions of dollars it is, those, those stories play out in business every single day, all day long. And if you're a leader, I think you have a choice. How, how are you going to handle that? And I, and I think, you know, again, we're running into leaders that, you know, are imploring their, their people to take big shots, right? Um, but if there's not an element of forgiveness in the building, people aren't going to do that, right? Forgiveness fosters risk-taking. Right? Because people realize, okay, I can come into this company and I can play big. Right? Because, because I'm not going to just you know, be held uh, to, the, to this unrealistic standard if, if I fall short. 
right? So again, it's about, you know, we always go back to inspiring human brilliance. Forgiveness is such a key component to that. Sean, do you differentiate between forgiving somebody who made a quote-unquote honest mistake and forgiving somebody who had uh, intentional malevolent behavior? Yeah, we'll drop the hammer on that person. Right. I think forgiveness is, well, I think, I don't think forgiveness is a blanket thing, Mm. right? I think forgiveness is earned, right? And that's earned by your effort, the way you treat people. You know what I mean? It's not earned by your sales numbers. It's earned by, you know, through intention, right? And I think that's what I'm, that's where I think the biggest differentiation is between, you know, forgiveness, you know, and, and weakness. You know, weakness is, okay, well, I'll forgive you because you're the top salesperson. Right, that's that's not forgiveness. Mm. Right, um, huh. forgiveness is you know I'll forgive you because um, you're a big part of this team and, and you know what you're working on went a little bit sideways and as long as you've learned the lesson we can move forward together. I think there's a big difference there. I know one of the things that Mandela talked about post prison was that he had gone in like this very callous, passionate. Um, you know, revolutionary, uh, and came out a, a different man. And it took him over two decades to get to that person that was capable of forgiving a nation of uniting a nation. Uh, and you talk about that being, you know, a strength, you know, what, what does forgiveness do to, to, to leaders? Like when you can, for, for Warren Buffett, like how did that where does he go from that conversation? There has to be something that happens from an, whether that's endorphins or just your capacity to be able to do that again. Um, I think when you do forgive people, I think it helps you obviously just from like unburdening, but I do think it helps you as a leader. No, I completely agree with that. I think that, um, yeah, I mean, you're in this position of power that, 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 um, you could really take someone's career one way or the other, right? And, and I think, you know, I think forget it's it's a responsibility too, right? To to really understand, okay, this is an act worth forgiving. This one isn't. This, but yeah, I think there's a, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a huge endorphin release that goes with it, and real, you know what I mean? Because a lot of times when you're forgiving person, the other, the person on the other side of that conversation, um, is full of fear. Right. So if you're going to assuage that fear with, you know, with some grace, yeah, I imagine it feels amazing. So, Sean, let me throw a hypothetical at you. Yeah. You're you're running a business and your CFO embezzles. You drop the hammer, gets fired. There's some sort of investigation and punishment. Do you forgive that person, the CFO, as the leader? Um, Mike would. <laughs> I've ridden shotgun. I've ridden shotgun with Mike because he speaks to the better angels of my nature. So Mike would, and then I would come around eventually. But uh, yeah, no, I would. Um, I would be st- there'd be a lot of nights it would eat me up. You know what I mean? And, but but that's something. You know, it's interesting, David. When I started coaching, you know, it used to really tear me up, right? And, and like I said, I think with 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 age comes some wisdom. And you start letting more and more of that go, you know, and, and I had a couple instances like Mike where I'd carried a pretty significant um, 
grudge against someone. And, and, you know, I mean, look, with my background, you know, a lot of times I'm like, oh, okay, well, I could just, um, I'll just smash that guy's face, right? Like, that's not a good thing to be carrying around with you, right? Like, that's not, it doesn't work great. But uh, um, no, you know, I think, you know, like Mike citing his grandma's example about, you know, untethering yourselves from people weighing you down and unburdening yourself. Um, there's just so much power in that. And although it, it's difficult right in the, the moment of emotion, um, the second you start moving away from it, it, it becomes easier. So, yeah, I would, he or she would be gone. It would take me, a, you know, where it, would it used to take me a year, maybe a couple weeks now, and uh, I'd be moving on. And, there, and there's two things happening if there's embezzlement, right? There's the the situation and then there's the offense, right? So there's the physical act of stealing money from the company. Um, you know, that that's kind of like what happened. But then there's the 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 offense of that's a trust violation, you know? <laughs> and so we have to fire you for that, but you know, for the for the one side here, but then just personally, like I can still work to forgive, you know, you might not be able to work here any longer, but I can, I don't have to carry that with me to where the next CFO I'm double checking all of their work. I'm freaking out if they, you know, one little penny looks wrong. Uh, and, and cause you can drive good talent away. You can micromanage and that could be inefficient of your use of time. Right. And that's what we're talking about. Forgiveness is being able to isolate incidents and not let them completely bleed over into everything that you're doing. I have a very similar take on it, uh, at least in my experience. Forgiving the person is different than forgiving the act. Mm -hmm. And if we're talking about financial impropriety, not always, but oftentimes there's a, a structural concern. How did this person get away with it? That kind of thing can be addressed. But you know, when you talk about being anchored to the past, it's kind of like that old story of uh, you know a new romantic partner that has to pay for the sins of the previous romantic partner, mm -hmm. and how well is that going to work out? Not well. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we move to the third half, we can just sort of summarize the benefits we've been talking about of a leader who's able to forgive, and there, like we said, there are some really practical ones, and you know some of that comes out in loyalty, that if you're a leader who creates an environment where forgiveness is a common thing, an accepted thing, even though you still have accountability, responsibility, and standards for behavior, people become much more loyal. And that allows them, as Sean said, to, to work much better. And they have, you know, more creativity, a little bit more running room, and they come up with better answers. And that just increases productivity. So if you're a leader and you're looking at your business, imagine it being 10, 15, 20% more productive. What could you do? You know, so I think there's real benefits. For my part of how forgiveness plays a part in leadership is that I think that leaders need to focus on forgiving themselves just as much as forgiving others. You know, we talk about all the things that can go sideways when you don't forgive somebody. All those things happen when you don't forgive yourself. 
It just happens all inside of you. And a lot of leaders struggle with this idea of self-forgiveness, and they justify that by having these big weighty decisions on their shoulders. So they, quote unquote, have to get it right. And that's a phrase I hear a lot. I have to get this right. My company, the people are relying on me. We don't have the, the bandwidth or the runway or whatever. And the leader sort of acts as judge, like an internal judge and jury that if you should have known that you did this decision incorrectly or you should have known something and by God, you're guilty. And leaders don't think that it's right to forgive themselves. They keep saying things like, I should have known better or, you know, I'm in this position for a reason or these people are counting on me. But the truth of the matter is, I think that when you don't forgive yourself and you work in a team, you work closely with people, they can tell. They can tell that you are not forgiving yourself and you're holding yourself responsible and you're blaming yourself. And even if you talk about failing fast and moving forward and learn from our mistakes and stuff like that, and you don't treat yourself that way, that has a huge effect on the team. And that team, those individuals, will imitate you. And the decisions that seem like they're big to each team member, they have to get it right. They, you know, people are counting on them. I got to get the report done. And that's a very, very well hidden but very pernicious part of culture, I think. Like both of you have said, forgiveness is not about not taking accountability shirking responsibility or any of those things. But it's, I've said this phrase before, it's, it's treating yourself as if you were a human being. And maybe you can have a standard for yourself that you'd like to be able to meet. But if you don't meet that, if you happen to be one of those individuals that's not completely 100% perfect, that doesn't mean that you judge yourself into fault and you don't forgive yourself. And so when you make a mistake, being able to recognize the mistake, being able to do things that make the mistake less likely or recovering from it are all necessary actions. But if you truly let go of the blame, blaming internally, you're more satisfied. You have less anxiety. And remember, anxiety is just the difference between what you perceive things to be in the way they actually are. And if you're perceiving them to be you being perfect and they're not, it's going to create a lot of anxiety. That's going to be a huge systemic drag on your ability to decide and to behave and to act and to lead. And the opposite of that is just being more realistic. So if you can see things more realistically, you'll make better decisions. So I think the biggest part of this is the example that you set if you, if you don't forgive yourself because the people around you can, can tell that and they imitate that. But I think there are a lot of other benefits to it as well. David, you've hired a lot of people you know, over, your, over your, you know, the various businesses you've, you've built and created. How many times have you asked those people to be perfect? Like when did, when did that come in? Like yeah, all we think of them. We, 
Oh, you asked all of them. Okay. Yeah. Well, man, I sure hope you had a lot of forgiveness then. I sure hope you had a lot of forgiveness. But you know what I mean? Like, where was the shift where we think we got, we have to come in with all the answers and execute the perfect strategy every time? And like, what, like, what is that? Because it's not based in any type of reality. Well, no, it's not based in any type of reality, but I think it's a very human thing because I, I think we see problems. And then we think of a solution and it's all, it's, it's a very natural thing. Like when we get the solution, then everything will work out. When I get the promotion or when I get the car, then I'll get the girl or when something happens that will solve everything. And that gets applied to the person that's going to be assistant controller or the new head of marketing. They're going to solve all these problems. And I think it's natural to have that, I don't know what would you call it, like that inclination to think of problems that way. But you only have to go through the process 50, 60 times to figure out, oh, wait, this is just going to be like, maybe this will be a little bit better, especially if I put more effort into it. Right. I, I love that. Um the ideology of I have to get this right because because <laughs> I've, I've seen the uh, the other side of that. Right. And so, like, I kind of want to talk to the leaders who who haven't gotten it right, who need to forgive themselves. Um, I mean, we were just talking earlier uh, to some guys at the shop, Sean. We had Kimi Raikkonen racing uh, a third car um, at Trackhouse Racing where we work. And um in one of the restarts, uh, ends up in an accident and ends the day. And the strategy was brilliant. Um, it should have shaken out to where later in the race that car needed four or five less seconds of fuel than the rest of the field. So should have, you know, been able to have some really good track position at the end. And, and man, we could have finished in the top five, which, you know, maybe. But then there were three or four more restarts at the end. So it could have happened again there too, right? So it's like, and the only reason I'm saying that is like a lot of times for the leaders who didn't get it right, just because you didn't get that one right, if you had gotten that right, doesn't mean that it would have stayed right or that everything would have been happily ever after. I think there's this false narrative that uh, we put ourselves in this box of, I have to get this thing right right now. And if I do that, everything else will take care of itself. And I've rarely find that that is the case. Generally, the twists and turns that we take, um, if we're able to quickly forgive ourselves, uh, we can get right back in the game. I would agree with that 100%. In a lot of ways, it goes along with you're talking about anchored being anchored to things in the past. If you forgive yourself, and again, that comes with understanding the, call it the mechanics or the practicalities of what it is that you did or didn't do, and putting real effort into figuring out how to make that better, and being quite honest with everybody around you, like, that's my mistake, and this is what I'm trying to do to fix it. Aside from that, if you're still thinking when you go to do the quarterly report or the group presentation or something like that about the time that you failed last year, that's not forgiving yourself. And whatever cognitive power you're spending on obsessing about that is cognitive power that you can't use to realize new ideas, to hear what people are saying, to make a better presentation. Mike, I think you're spot on about that. 
David, what about leaders that, um, you know, going to your point that they can forgive their employees, but they cannot forgive themselves? Like, does that make them disingenuous? Does that make them hypocritical? I mean, I don't think it makes them hypocritical. I mean, I guess maybe technically you're right. But I think what happens is that even if it's honest forgiveness of the employees, if they don't forgive themselves, they're not going to have a very, they're not going to have an impact on the team where the team then forgives themselves. And it's not going to, their forgiveness is not going to be that effective when it comes like right down to, you're talking about business, like productivity and loyalty and the ability to be creative. You don't forgive yourself. You're kind of cutting your employees off the knees when it comes to that. Because you're not modeling the behavior you want to see, right? But, right. but it's just, it, it's, it's interesting to me where you see that, where you have a great leader that can forgive their employees, but can't forgive themselves. Right there, there's there's enough grace, but just enough for the employees. I, there's not enough left for me, so I'll I'll fall on the sword, or I'll be the you know what I mean the martyr, what, whatever it is. Right, um, right. And I I wouldn't call that hypocritical, technically, but they could probably reach the line if they just struck put their arm out. Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> just inside the goal line. Yeah, I got it. Exactly. I got it. Man, I think. Um kind of what I'm hearing a little bit from both you guys is that you kind of have to have a a (laughs) well-heeled ego to be able to forgive people. I mean, there is a role that the ego is playing in kind of putting these boundaries that won't let us forgive that I think maybe kind of almost serves as a protection mechanism. What role does the ego play in in our ability to forgive ourselves? In some ways, I think it, it is the role. Because if you don't forgive yourself that necessarily means that you're blaming something else for it having happened. And that protects the ego. And like we've said, you know, time and time again on this, on this podcast is everything great in life lies on the other side of hard. Forgiving people is a hard thing to do, Mm -hmm. right? Forgiving yourself might be even harder. Would you not agree with that? I mean, it is for me. No, I can't speak for other people, but, Things have happened with somebody's best efforts. And I've been in a few positions where, hey, you really took a swing at me. And we're going to bury the the hatchet here, um, mostly so that you can't pick it up and try to take another swing at me. But forgiving myself has been easily 10 times more a challenge. And I would agree with that. Same. Same Same here. It's because we don't have the wisdom of uh, Mike's grandma. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I think one of the fundamental questions about forgiving somebody else versus forgiving yourself in a leadership position is which of those two acts has a bigger effect on your team and your business? I think it's the latter. You know, I think it's the latter simply because of your point, David, right? If you're the leader and you're not willing to um, forgive yourself. You don't, first of all, you don't model the behavior you want to see in the rest of your team and your, your business starts, your leadership, it erodes away at the authenticity of your leadership. Mm -hmm. It just does. So Mm -hmm. I I would say that in my opinion, I think the the leader being able to forgive themselves is, um, 
you know, of great greater importance. But then again, I think, okay, well, if he forgives himself or she forgives himself and still doesn't forgive anyone else, that's still pretty effed up too. So if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I don't know how to forgive myself or I don't know if I am. One way to look at it is how you present what you do to the people around you. And so everybody makes mistakes. You make a mistake, you own up to it, and then how you approach the, call it the correction or the change, is what signals to the people around you whether you've forgiven yourself and you're trying to solve the problem logically and calmly and with curiosity and openness, or whether you're desperately clawing at a solution so that it can finally not be wrong anymore and you can be okay. And I know I've mentioned this before, but kind of like Springsteen said when he became a parent, he had no idea how closely he was being watched. And I remember being in a leadership position and asking people to do things and getting reports or documents and realizing that half a dozen people who were sending me these reports and documents had reformatted everything that they had ever done to match the way that I had formatted things. And I just remember sitting back from seeing you know, these reports come in thinking, my, my God, what is going on? Like, I actually like, you know, so-and-so's way that they put things together better, and I was thinking about changing my thing. But now it was, like, company-wide that everybody was using the same kind of format. And that happens, I think that happens a lot with how you treat yourself. We're talking about forgiveness here. And so I'm still a huge proponent of responsibility and owning up to things and being very clear about that. But the... You can't just send out a company-wide email that said, I messed up the company picnic and I forgive myself. <laughs> that's going to have no effect whatsoever. Right, right. It seems like we are around the bend on this and have spent all of our bullets on forgiveness and leadership. <laughs> Do either of you want to leave the crowd with any parting thoughts? You know, I this it's... Definitely harder for me to forgive myself than others. I mean, I think there's the, you know, the obvious weight or responsibility that we place on ourselves as leaders, which is which can be healthy. Um, we just got to make sure it stays healthy. Uh, it took me a while. I ended up, I bombed a meeting early on, you know, we were getting going. It took me a while to kind of just get past it and get the muster of the courage to get back on the saddle, you know, and I wish I had done that sooner. Um because I think I'd be further along had I done that, right? So part of that forgiving yourself is, uh, again, it comes back to speed. You know, being able to to do that will help you. It, it is an asset for your career and your trajectory. So the quicker you can forgive yourself, um, the quicker you can get to those outcomes you want. Um, the one thing I would say, too, is is when, when really, really bad, really challenging things happen, uh, you don't have to have it in your mind that I have to forgive this thing right now. You, know? yeah. you can yeah. take, take some time and sleep on it and, and communicate and just say, Hey, look, I, I'm going to forgive you for this. We will move forward. We will get past it, but I'm really, I'm furious right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm not able to actually 100% confidently say that I forgive you, but I will. 
And I promise you that. But just give me some time, you know. So I, I think, you know, a lot of it is just being conversational, being real and transparent in those moments when you're having those conversations. And do you say the same thing on Sean's behalf? No, no. I, uh, he, he, like, <laughs> uh, now, Sean's down the hall. You're probably going to have a very different conversation with him. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You know, mine's going to be simple, David. It's, it's, forgiveness is hard. It's really hard. But it's necessary. And forgiveness is strength. My practical tip to leave with is if you think about something that you just really messed up, and it was quite some time ago, six months, last year, a couple of years ago, and you still feel bothered by it, that might be something to look at in a very safe way. Did I really forgive myself for that? And start looking at that and apply what you figure out about that, about whatever mistakes you happen to make going forward. Good piece of advice. Yep. Thank you very much for listening. That's it for this week. And we will talk to you next week. Thanks, everyone. See y'all.